Hey there. It's when oh, it's not Wednesday. <laughs> it's Friday, August 28th, 2020. It's my birthday. So happy birthday to me. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And um, tonight is our night. So tonight we're gonna be a little bit different because I want to enjoy a cigar and my champagne. So I figured I would keep the lights soft and just kind of talk through the moment. So it's Wednesday, August 28th. Happy birthday to Joycelyn. 51 years of joy. I'm drinking a Bel Air Gold. I think this is Rick Ross's champagne. So that's what I'm drinking on tonight. So I hope you guys have something to drink on and to join in my celebration. I'd appreciate it, thank you. I'm still looking, trying to figure out where this is on my computer. I do this every time. So you guys have to, you know, y'all know already, bear with me because I am technologically not advanced. Anyway, let's get, uh, get started. Three cheers of joy. So it's Joycelyn Wells, the Joy Exposed, and my first cheer of joy. And in case you don't know, three cheers of joy are three moments of self-celebration that have nothing to do with anybody else. Things that have happened in your week that have made you feel powerful, made you feel aware, and just to let you know that you are important. So that's where we are tonight. So my first cheer of joy is... I didn't work out at all this week. And you guys know last week I was talking about how I was on day 20, day 21 of this challenge and I just was getting my ass kicked. So I haven't worked out this week. I just kind of submitted to the moment of healing physically and mentally and I allowed myself to rest and um, just to get my shit together. So. You know, there's a lot going on. I'll talk about it in a bit, but I had a lot going on. I had a lot to look forward to. Maybe I was just a little overwhelmed. So cheers to taking a break from the strenuous exercise. So that's my first cheer of joy. My second cheer of joy is just that I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I'm sexual. I'm sensual. I'm pleasurable. I'm delicious. And cheers to being a fucking woman. Like, ooh, like I don't know anything I'd rather be than a woman. So cheers to being a woman. It's my second cheer for Um, My third cheer of joy is arriving safely to my um, retreat for my birthday weekend. I was a little anxious about it. I was, you know how we get kind of caught up in the thoughts and I made it. So cheers to making it here safely. And that's my third cheer of joy. So my first cheer of joy was recognizing that I needed a break from my strenuous exercise schedule that I imposed on myself, right? My second cheer of joy is being a fucking woman, just being a delicious, yummy woman. And there's so many, like they're, we're everywhere. And just so happy that this is the, sex that was chosen for me just to be a woman. So I'm really pleased about that. That's my second year of joy. And my third year of joy is just making it here to my weekend destination safely. I was, cons I was tired. I still wasn't out of my yuck. I was tired and worn out and worried and 
just all of those things that render us helpless that mean nothing. I was experiencing them and I'm happy that I was able to get beyond them and get to where I needed to go. So those are my three cheers of joy. I have a glass of Bel Air Gold. It's a Rick Ross champagne. Here's the bottle. And I'm also tonight, it's the first time I'm smoking a cigar on my live. I chose that tonight. So I have from Grown Ash Cigars. It's called The Ultimate. And Robert Brown sent them to me for my birthday. So I have a few of them. And this is what I chose for tonight. The Ultimate. How appropriate because fuck it. I'm the ultimate. It's my birthday. Why not? So I hope you have something yummy that you're sipping on. I hope you have your yummy cigar and some great company. I do have some great company. Um, I got away with my faceless love. He is just divine as always. I love him. I enjoy hanging out with him and watching him. I think I like watching him enjoy himself, watching him enjoy me. So cheers to him, you know, and it, you know, I got to hang out. I'm hanging out with him and he has really made it a point to be with me these past four years, I think, celebrating my birthday with me. Cheers, thank you, baby to make sure that he's celebrating my birthday with me. So I really appreciate that. However, this year we have a special guest. Ah! His daughter is with us. She's 15. Whew. Stressing me out, because uh, I don't know. Uh, first thing I offered her was a glass of wine. <laughs> no, there's jail for me somewhere. But I was like, shit, I need to fucking loosen up. Loosen up with me, come on. So I offered her some wine. You know, it wasn't really a big deal that I offer her wine and she's 15 because in my mind, you know, my children grew up in a house with me as a drinker and learning about wine and what do you smell and how does it taste? And, you know, so they kind of had wine lessons growing up. And, you know, so we did a little bit of that yesterday, you know, could she smell anything distinctive? How did it taste to her? She didn't really like it because it was a Malbec and that was a really rich and full and dry but um you know we could definitely take and taste an abundance of like a dark chocolate so that was interesting she wasn't digging it so i would have to get her another wine <laughs> i'm not gonna get a great award for that i'm sure but you know kids have to learn and um, you teach your kids in your house what you want or the expectation of responsibility with drinking and drugs or whatever then have a better chance of not abusing it if I get older so we do have a 15 year old with us and this is I'm proving to be stressed by it you, you don't think I mean I think about it, I deal with kids all the time like that's what I do and so I don't really have a problem with it but I feel like this one is different because she belongs to my faceless love and you guys know how I feel about him so I feel like there has to be something, right? So, you know, we'll see. We still got a couple of days left to see how this goes. And you know what? I mean, what's gonna happen? He's stuck with both of us. <laughs> so we'll be fine. I'll be fine. They're already fine. I need to get there. So let's look at my um, Facebook post of the week. I did pull some of those out. Um, so let me find them and see what I was gonna read today. And I saved some too. I'm trying to organize them better, but 
I'm scatterbrained. I can't. I've got a lot of recipes saved in here. And you guys know that's new for me. I'm not gonna um, probably won't ever say that again about having a lot of recipes saved. So let's see. Is this one? I don't remember. Did I read the one about the lunch package on the porch last week? I don't think so. Okay. So this Facebook post of the week. So Facebook post of the week is brought to me by brought to you by STM Specialties. They are the um, decorative personalized insulated cups. So like a Yeti, we call them Steffies, and we actually had one made for Faceless Love's daughter with her name on it all blinged out. It was really pretty. So um, that's really cool. She's got a special going on until Monday night where you can order them for half off. So if you go to her website stmspecialties.com you can look at some of the um designs that she has by the size that you want and then you can tell it the design that you want on it so here we go so helen scott made a post and it says um when she got home there was a box on the porch with no label it just had a red sticker on it so she calls her husband and she's like hey there's a box on the porch it's got ain't got no label on it what is it He's like, I don't know, leave it alone. I'll get it when I get home. So she was like, were you not waiting on anything? He's like, no, leave it there. I'll get it when I get home. Well, instead of just leaving it there, she kicks the box off the porch to the grass. Then somebody else came up and she's like, don't touch it because I don't know what it is. My husband gets home, he's gonna look at it. So they, you know, it's kicked over now by the garbage. Well, the husband gets home and tells one of his workers that rode with him, go check the box and see what's inside the box. So the worker, when it opened the box, <laughs> was like, oh, it's the kid's school lunch and shit. <laughs> so the box was dropped off by the school with, with the lunch for the kids because they're doing e-learning. And, one, and uh, the caption was, well I, work off, well, I work at the post office and that was a suspicious package. They need to put a sticker on it or something. I thought that was really funny. Because <laughs> I can imagine like, don't open that shit, throw it away. And it's got all the lunches in it. So I thought that was kind of funny. Let me see what else I got. Um, I don't know. I was just kind of sucky this week. So I don't know that I saved a lot necessarily. I did take some great pictures. Oh, here's one that was posted by Clarissa Gillis. She's one of my Facebook friends. It says, some of y'all are too busy being Republican or Democrat to notice that you stopped being decent a long time ago. And you know, that's really interesting because that's a conversation that I've had with several people. Like people are so hell bent on holding on to the, their political party that they're not paying attention to how disgusting they're being in the process. Like they're not paying attention to what's right and what's wrong. They're just holding on to, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat, not understanding your responsibility is to the goodness of the people, not to just an allegiance or an alliance with the party, right? So that, that's good. And I hope a lot of people took that to heart because we have, we're in such a mess. And this was on the, the Republican National Convention. I didn't watch any, I didn't read any of the, I didn't listen to any of the speeches afterwards. I don't need to, like, I don't need to listen to our president 
talk when I know that he's a liar. You know, when people show you who they are, believe him. So I can't look at him now and think he's going to tell me something different. I know he's a liar. I know that his intention is to get what he wants and to, and to stay in office for four more years. So he's going to say whatever he can say to get people to agree with what he's saying. So I don't have to watch him. I don't even have to know what he said to know that he lied. And it came up that like 20 things that he said at least had been fact-checked to be wrong. And that's in a what, 40 minute speech? If that 20, 25 minutes, I don't even know how long. But if you say, if you're talking and 20 things that you say are wrong, shut the fuck up. Like you just talking to hear yourself talk, right? So I didn't necessarily like that. I did see a post today that I didn't say, but it said, black people speaking at the Republican National Convention isn't for the sake of you, it's for the sake of the white people there for them to justify that they aren't racist, right? So they're there to help people think they're not racist because they're black people there. So it's really kind of a pass, the people who are racist, the people who are okay with the injustices and the treatment because they have a black person on their side, they're thinking, oh, I'm not as I'm not that bad, or they can't be talking about me because, you know, Johnny was here or whoever was here, you know, and we talked and shook hands. So that's my black friend. So it gives them almost a pass at being disgusting. And ugh, nobody wants a pass at being disgusting. So that's just something to add there. Also, I did get a, a random cash app of $15. Uh, um, someone sent it to me that said, teachers rock. And so from Facebook, sent me $15 because I'm a teacher. So that was really, that almost brought me to tears when I received it because I was commenting on a post about teachers earlier and somebody else that was in the post sent me a cash app. Um, and I thought, how wonderful a space this person must occupy if they can see enough outside of themselves to want to gift people for just doing their job. So that really warms me and it just reminds me that they're good people. So I like that. Um, and that, oh, this STM specialties, I told you guys, there's a 50% off until Tuesday, I mean, until Monday night at midnight. So you can use, uh, be day 50 off and get 50% off your purchase. And I put that in my ad, in my, um, on my page. Um, let's see if there's anything else in here. Oh, oh, that was a show that was recommended to me. Okay, so I think that may be close to it. I'm gonna look in my FaceTime, I mean my Facebook and my saved one more time. I tried to do this last week and I couldn't find it. So I'm gonna look again. Oh, you guys did see the ad that I'm a featured author next month at the United California African American Book Club event. That's right. I'm up in that biatch. It's 11 of us, I think. And there's some big names in there, too. I think I'm like probably the baby in there, which is cool. I like it. I'm gonna have to hold my own. Um, let me see what this said. Oh, we're not gonna read that that much. Yeah, I think that's it for my Facebook post of the week. 
So my Facebook post of the week brought to you by STM Specialties. And don't forget, go to the website, stmspecialties.com and order you a Steffi, any size that you want. And um, yeah, small business, small black owned business, no, support them. So let's see whatever good stuff I wanted to talk about tonight. I made some notes, trying to get better. I have like 100,000 thoughts. Oh, let's talk about the weight loss thing. So you guys not been working out like mad. I've been working out like crazy and I've lost like seven pounds. And I'm like, I feel like, and I know this doesn't make any sense when you think about the anatomy and physiology of the body. I feel like for as hard as I've been working out, I should have lost more than seven pounds. And it was really frustrating getting on the scale and the scale like barely moving. But the whole week that I didn't do anything, I still lost a pound. So stop it. Faceless Love is getting, he's over me and my conversation about I'm not losing weight. But I can, I can see a difference in my body. So I know that I'm losing something. I'm gaining some muscle, I can feel that. And that's really neat because I can feel it like in my thighs. And um, like, it's just interesting there and also in my arms. So I know that I am doing something, but you know, the scale, we're slaves to the scale and I wanna see it. When I, every time I get on, I wanna feel like I'm gonna lost like five pounds every day. <laughs> oh, he said, fuck the scale. Oh gosh, that's too funny. So I'm smoking my cigar, the ultimate from Grown Ash Cigars from Robert Brown, thank you. I think I went out. All right, thank you, we really like that. Thank you, baby. I, I um, had an idea the other morning and I'm gonna talk about it a little bit because it's my birthday and I can talk about it. And you guys know that I love men so much and, um, and I had to explain this the other day because usually if you say you love men, they, that men think that means you love them and you're trying to fuck. But that's not what that means. It means I love the complexity of men. I love the idea of men and why they exist. And I love the power of men. And I want to know more about it. So I came up with this idea the other day to have 10 things to know when men come. And not when men come C-U-M, when they come, when they come for you, well, however they're coming for you. Whatever their intention is, it's important. If you're looking for your forever love or you, are, you want to be open to your forever love or you want to be aware of the bullshit, there are 10 things that men do that keeps you, um, that you should be aware of to help you decide where you want to be. So when men come, the first thing is they want to see you. They want to see your true self, like the authentic you. They don't want games. They don't want playing. So that means if you're made up and you have on wigs and eyelashes and all of that, they're literally trying to see you, not with all your shit on, not with that. They want to see who you are, who you are. They want to feel your energy, not touching you feel your energy, but your energy exude from your body. They want to look at the power that you possess. So when men come for you, they want to see you. They want to see you stripped down, no makeup. That's what they're, when they're looking through you and boring you with their eyes, they're trying to see who you are under your disguise. 
Now, I haven't had a conversation with a man to tell me this. These are things that I've just learned along the way. Number two, when, the men, when men come, they aren't looking for another mother. They don't want you to run their lives. They don't want you to give them instruction. And they don't want you to tell them what to do. They're not looking for another mother. But they're, when adult men come who, aren't, who, haven't, um, who haven't claimed their man status, who haven't evolved into the grown-up men, they do want another mother. They do want somebody to take care of them, to pay the bills, to keep them, da 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 Those, I mean, so there are some adult males that require that. But if you're not interested in giving that, don't. But when the man who comes for you, who's going to take care of you, who's going to provide for you, he, he don't want a mama. He don't want to be treated like the mama. He don't even want to consider you and the mama in the same situation. There's not a competition. It's not a... If I'm drowning in your mama drowning, who you gonna save? He ain't wanna have none of them conversations. That's two different parts of his life. They're not overlapping. That's a, he that ain't how, that's not how he's thinking. So they aren't, they aren't looking for another mother. They're looking for, that's to further down. All right, number three, when men come, they are constantly reassessing who they are and whether or not they're capable of you. So men, are looking at what they have and what their plan is and what they're gonna do, trying to figure out if this is a woman that I can take care of. Can I be capable of this woman and everything that she will be? So they're constantly looking at themselves. A lot of times men write themselves off because they know this isn't a woman I can deal with. I can't deal with her. She's too much for me or she's too little for me. Either way, it doesn't have to be too much, it can be too little. But men will definitely write themselves out of the equation when they understand that this is or isn't good for them. And if they stick around, they're trying not to hurt you. And it's still not gonna be any good to come out of it, it's gonna be a disaster. And number four, when men come, they don't want you to make room for them. They don't want you to change anything about the way you live your life. They want to create a space in which you will flourish. They want to know that they can create the space in which you can exist in and still be who you are when they met and continue to grow. That's important for men. They don't want you to stop doing your girlfriend shit or stop doing this. or so. They don't want you to stop any of that. They want you to go full-fledged, doing what you're doing, and then they're going to design this space in their life for you where you can continue to be who you are your authentic self and make the adjustments that you want to make for it but they don't want you to change it up they don't want you to all of a sudden i party with my girls on friday and now you got a boyfriend and you don't want to do nothing but sit there because he may be expecting well she does stuff with her girlfriends on friday so friday is a good night for me night for me to go play poker or for me to hang out with my boys he he's already thinking like how can I build a life around her to make sure that she's comfortable, she's happy, and we can be healthy and grow together, right? So not that you, they want you to change. When they start asking you to change, that means they're not ready for you. Asking you to change is not a norm. Number five, when men come, they're seeking an extension of themselves. So I said earlier, they're not looking for a mom. They're looking at the thing or the person that's gonna make them greater as men. They're looking for the attribute that is a part of them, that is missing from them, 
and they're going to take care of you like they take care of themselves. And that is a man who's ready to be in a relationship, who's looking for his woman. That's why I say when men come. When men come, they aren't seeking permission to be a man. I had a conversation with a woman and she was saying, I'm trying to let him be the man. And I'm like, you can't, you can't let him be a man. Men don't want permission to be a man, they're men. Like, you can't do shit about that. <laughs> if you, the only man I can let be a man is my son. I can't let the man who's come for me to take care of me, to lead me, for me to submit to, for me to build a partnership with, for me to build, I can't let him be a man. Who, who am I to let him be a man? So we can't do that. So they're not seeking permission to be men. Number seven, when men come, they're offering what they have to give. They went out again. They're offering, it's not a, they're offering what they have to give. If they don't have much, if they want to take you out and they want to go to Outback, that's what they have to give. They're, you can't insist uh, burn steakhouse or you can't insist on some fancy steakhouse place if they've offered Outback. You can't ex insist on outside of where they are. They're offering what they have. Men offer what they have. So when you start offering something else, let's do this, I'll pay for it. You have to keep in mind, this is the area that you're offering to pay for. This is the area that you're offering this amenity, this thing to happen. Men only give and they only offer what they have. If they don't have it, they don't offer it. That's simply how that works. But we as women have a tendency to think, well, I can do it or I can get him there but you can't, you have to, he has to get there on his own. So keep that in mind when you're having those conversations about spending money and doing things. If you want to do something and he can't afford to do it, it doesn't mean that he's broke. It means he can't afford to do it. And this is what he's choosing to whatever, take care of his bills first, whatever it is, you need to move on, not him. He, you need to do something else. And on the other hand, it's not your responsibility to stay in a relationship that you're not comfortable being in. And if your intention is to seek somebody's money, then shit, go on anyway. Save him the trouble of dealing with you. I mean, that's easy. So when men come, they offer what they have to give. They don't offer beyond that. They don't make any promises for something outside of what they can give. They're literally operating in a space that they can manage. Uh, number eight. When men come, they aren't interested in placing limits on your greatness. Men want their women to be great. They want their women to be fucking powerful because the more powerful their woman is means the more powerful they are. It also shows that they're capable of managing this amazing force of woman and it makes them stronger as men, right? So they don't want you, they're not gonna stop you from being great. I mean, it'll be some that may, but they're just not ready if, they're, if they don't want you to be great, they're not ready. They're trying to control you in a little space. That means they're not ready to be capable of you. Uh, number eight, when men come, number nine, when men come, they're seeking completion within themselves. Men are the ones who seek, they're trying to fulfill this piece of them that's missing. And that's how you can become an extension of them. And they're looking simply for what's lost in them. What don't I have? What, 
what will I feel like when I'm complete? What does this woman bring to me um, that will I will know that I am full and I can move forward and I can have I have everything that I need to move forward, right? So men seek completion and they may not know how to articulate that they're seeking completion because there are a lot of men out there who exist in a very basic space of living. So they don't, they won't say I'm looking for completion. They're just kind of like, I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm gonna try to find it. And then they get stuck in a very physical thing that they're looking for, which doesn't mean anything. Um, and number 10, when men come, they aren't looking to use you as replacement for other areas of their life. Men don't select a woman for her to come in and to take over the place in which his boys existed, his job, his family, his hobbies. They're not looking for a woman to come in and fill all those different parts, of those different parts of their life or to supersede those or to take over. They literally want you to come in and be their woman, to be an extension of them and to enjoy even the things that they enjoy. Enjoy them enjoying them and continue to be yourself. So it seems like there's a lot going on when you but men won't be men won't articulate those things because they don't think of it in this level. I'm only saying this because this is what I believe based on what I know about men, what I've learned about men and um, what I've learned about them and what it, the men who show up ready for a relationship and the men who show up ready to take care of is that they are seriously trying to get to a space and all of us need to be trying to get to a space of completion and self-actualization where we are okay with giving of ourselves into the universe, into moving forward in our purpose. And a lot of times we lose it. There are a lot of people who are very stuck. They get stuck in the sex space. They get stuck in, in uh, shit. Uh, men who are in relationships, they can't deal with this relationship. So they go next door and they start another relationship with somebody else. That just says they're fucked up. Like they're seeking something. They don't know what they're seeking. They don't know how to find it. And the only way that they can feel in control or some kind of power is through sex. And so it's a basic ass sex too. It's not even commitment. And they don't even understand that in the path of destruction, they're hurting people, women, children, family, whatever. They're hurting people because they are spreading lies and selling false hope. And a lot of women get caught up in there. So this is, that's what I was thinking about last week when I was, I couldn't move is that, you know, what does it mean when a man shows up? Because I know a lot of women who are seeking, who are waiting for um, a man to show up. And, and men, men a lot of times like to say, well, why does it have to be the man who shows up? Why does it have to be the man who makes the first move? Because the man is the one who makes the choice. The man is the one who makes the decision about, right? The woman, we're capable of loving and existing in all kinds of situations. And I've talked about that before because we, we are capable of carrying various energies within our body. So we can ebb and flow with anything. Men are external. They don't do the internal thing as we do. So men are the ones who have to make the decision on if this is what they want to do or not. That's what allows them to be men, they're hunters. They're, hunt, they're very careful about their hunting. They're not haphazard with it. They don't go and anything they see, they pounce on it. They literally sit back in the bush and watch. 
and they size up whatever they're hunting to see if I can take this down. And what are the consequences if this happens? And what it happens if this happens? They're literally trying to make sure that they can take down what they're looking for. They're not trying to take down everything because some stuff they can look at and know, oh, I can take that down. Oh, that's easy. That don't require any skill. It doesn't require any patience. It doesn't require any strength. It just requires me to take it down. And those are the things that they will knock off quick and keep moving. They won't even bring them home to eat them. They just gonna knock them out right there, leave them for dead and keep moving. Let somebody else have them. What you laughing at? Cause it's true. Yeah, it's true. So they're not, even, they're not looking for it to go any further than that. And so we, we really have to be aware as women, understand that it's important for us to be aware of the bullshit as it comes our way. And then for men, it's okay to be discerning in what you're hunting. It's okay to understand that this ain't some shit I wanna take down. Cause if you hit something, if they take something down and they don't want it, they're not taking it. They're not even, they don't wanna smell it. They don't wanna touch it. They don't wanna taste it. They don't wanna bring it home. Yeah, it's sick, right? He said it's sick. It's like, it's got rabies. They don't even want it. And they wanna keep on moving until they can find their thing. So that's my list of 10 things that we have to pay attention to when men come. Now, there will be other people who may argue against those who say that's not true. And well, what about this? And it's always those one-off situations. But I tell you what, it's more women out there that it's more women out there that can tell you that they've been picked off and laid to the side than those who can tell you that they they were hunted properly, right? So, and that's easy. We, we don't, we, cause we take the attention, we take the attention of the hunter as something positive. The hunter takes it as shit. It was just something I was trying to do. I was here bored all day. I ain't seen nothing worth hitting all day. So I'm gonna hit you, but I'm still gonna keep it moving. I don't want to be here. I'm not going to be here. I don't want to take care of you. I don't, you're not an extension of me. You were just something for me to do in that moment. And that's hard to take, but we all been there. I'm shit. I know I've been there. It's all right. So I have those 10 things. I keep going out. I'm not smoking enough. I have those 10 things to pay attention to when men come. And then hopefully you guys will kind of take some heat, take heat in those and think about it. Is this true? And you think about the people that you're dating and you think about the people that you want to marry. And the most important thing about marrying somebody is fucking marry somebody who want to marry you. <laughs> I know that sounds so simple, right? But marry somebody who's just as excited to marry you as you are to marry them. Because a lot of men go along with marriage because of stability that the woman may provide. And those are boys. They're like, they're boys and they're not in a place to grow up yet. And so they're just taking what, what's being offered. So be careful what you're offering. Women, be careful what you're offering because sometimes there are, there are hunters out there who just want to take it. They don't even want, they're lazy. They don't want to hunt. They just want to take what's given to them. Careful what you offer because they're just fucking out there. So happy birthday to me. And um, let's see what's up, what else is out there? Um, 
I got to get this book finished by the end of the year because I've published a book every year since 2017, I think. So I need to publish a book this year. I haven't really been in a writing mood. I kind of wrote a little bit today, um, just a bit. And, um, but I haven't really been in a writing mood. I've had like just other stuff clouding my mind and I'm trying to make sure that I'm not trying to force it because when I first started writing, it just came to me so easy. Like it just flowed out of me. Like God just poured the words into me. And so I know how easy it is to release it. But right now I feel like I'm struggling. So I'm trying not to rush that, but I have a book that's finished. I'm gonna read it again to make sure I wanna publish it. And I have like another book that's almost finished. So I need to finish that. Um, and I think I'm just gonna blame everything on fucking COVID. <laughs> Damn, COVID. Oh, COVID is my, it's all of our bane of existence. I did, I noticed a lot of people are wearing masks um, school starting, kids are going to school, parents are being, uh, put to the test still. And you know, with parents being put to the test, I think I talked about this a little bit last week, that this is our great equalizer because COVID is equalizing everybody's shit. So if you're a parent and you're not able to support, to provide the support that your child needs in the house to get through this time. Your child is gonna struggle when it's, it's just literally the equalizing time, but your child is gonna be left behind if, you, if you're the parent and you can't provide what they need in the house. And I know there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of obstacles, right? You gotta work and we gotta do this and we got other kids. I get it, there's tons of shit happening, I understand but the children are still the responsibility of those who chose them and whoever chose them, who chose them? Parents, the parents chose them, right? So it is the responsibility of the parents to make sure the children are safe and taken care of and have what they need to get by. And, you know, so it, it's, it's gonna be a struggle. I'm, I know I deal with the kids, my, the students I deal with are the ones whose parents don't have time for them. The ones whose parents cuss them, beat them, treat them like shit. Those are the people that I deal with on a daily basis. So I know that they're out there. I'm not judging anybody. The truth of the matter is, if you have kids, they're your responsibility to take care of them. So take care of them. Like, shit, I have three, you know, and from the time that I had them to the two oldest are out of the house and the youngest one's about to graduate high school, the person who was ultimately responsible for the shit that they did is me. So my goal was to teach them to be adults, not to be children. And I'd stand firm on that to this day. I'm not raising any kids. I'm not giving a pass on any sorry ass behaviors. I'm not tolerating any of it. So, and it took a lot for me to put that time and energy into raising them. And it's still taking a lot. But I figure if it, I'm okay right now, but coming up in it, it was a disaster. It was a mess for me because I was stretched thin but I knew if I put the time in now, if I put the time in then, it would be less time that I have to put in on the back end. And here we are on the back end, right? So, you know, it's important. I'm, I had a conversation about 
faceless love's daughter who's 15 you know i'm like shit you know he's unraveling his life you know so he divorced and unraveled his life and he's got kids involved and the most important thing in unraveling this is to keep the kids safe as much as we love each other these kids still need the opportunity to grow up and have a life that's how my kid felt about my kids after my divorce fuck what i was trying to do the kids have to have an opportunity to have a life all selfish shit aside and so someone asked me are you telling me that you guys are going to be married and living apart I said we can be married and live in the car part if that's the best things for the kids because it would be better for us married and moving together in a future in our future if we can make sure the kids are safe and get out and to be adults than to have them lagging around and hanging out for 20 years in our basement right so you put the time in on the front side so that you don't have to put the time in on the back side like put the time and energy in from the start because the kids didn't choose any of it they didn't choose to be born they didn't choose the marriage they didn't choose the divorce they happen to be casualties of war and if we cannot protect the children in all of this through this pandemic through divorce through all of this shit then we fail as parents we fail as parents and that is the ultimate truth my mom said to me last week well we always fuck up the kids and she said it and i was just didn't say anything to her because i'm like that doesn't give you a pass on fucking up the kids if you know that you fuck up the kids then you got to put in the effort to unfuck the kids like what do you do to unfuck them right how do you fix that and so that's a big deal for me yeah that's a huge deal for me so i'm firm believer on people need an opportunity to live we promised god that we would raise them when we decided we would have them that we will raise them and make them functional adults and get them to a place to be on the path to his purpose and that's what our responsibility is so in this pandemic you have your kids they need you at home they need your patience whether you got to get on youtube and take a class on how to use zoom or you got to read a book on this or you got to do something with some math whatever the fuck it is you promised you would take care of these kids and that's ultimately what it is somebody posted a meme and said the teacher asked the kid to be quiet in the on a zoom call and the kid said something like me be quiet i'm at home i can talk if i want to and they thought that was funny and i was like that's not funny if a child even says some shit like that that shit came from the parents cuz i don't give a damn what's going to happen kids don't fucking disrespect the teachers unless that shit come from the parents i guarantee you that because of the way the relationship that the kids have at the school from the time they enter school and what the teacher means to them and what the structure means and the learning environment kids don't disrupt that and their friends there you think you're going to disrupt snack time you're going to make us miss out on snack time or play time or whatever special treat we have cuz you got some bullshit to say no that stuff comes from the parents so we have to be very careful about those things the things that we say and how we refer to the teachers and how we refer to the education system um there was an article where this little little 6-year-old 5 or 6-year-old was in front of the computer crying and the mom posted it talking about how stressed out the kid was and how they didn't want to be on e-learning and they wanted to be in school and i was like man fuck that that all came from the mama all that stress shit you put on your kid cuz of how you feel about it because by the time you're 5 or 6 you don't have any firm ideas of what education looks like 
you get your ideas about the dysfunction of it or how it's not working from your parents. From your parents, that's where your stability comes from. So if you're the worry wart parent or you're the stress parent or you're the cuss the teacher out parent or you the this or you the, your kid, this is all shit your kid having to deal with. Your kid having to deal with. And then there's me, cause your kid's not gonna come to me talking crazy and you're not coming to me talking crazy either. Because the only thing your kid come to me for is to learn what they need to get to the next grade. This ain't forever. What they learn from me will be forever, but the relationship is not. So I don't take no shit from somebody coming to me on some bull. Mm -mm. Not at all. Do what you want to do. But this ain't it. I'm not your punching bag. That ain't who I am. Because as soon as Somebody starts coming to me, I have to flip the conversation back to what home life looked like. And nobody wants to talk about home life. You want to blame it on the school system when the home life is the shit that's in shambles. So, you know, you, the ultimate thing is we got to take care of the kids. We take care of the kids. We put them in a good position to grow up and rule the world, to not allow crappy ass leaders to get into office, to understand the significance of voting, to understand the civic duty to understand the responsibility to the universe. This is all the shit we learn in the house. It ain't about what we wearing, what our shoes are. That ain't the shit that's gonna move them to the next level. Cause there's gonna be some poor motherfuckers in college barely eating just to get the opportunity to go to college so they can move on to something great. People who end up with tons of money aren't the people that like to spl that splurged all their whole life. Well, I'll say this, people who end up with tons of money and they're good people, let's say that, and they're good people, they're people who earned it, they worked for it. They worked for it and they appreciate it and they respect it. People who get money, the new rich, get money and spend it up and then they're broke. Stories like that happen all the time. I get that, I wish I would win the lottery. You win the lottery and then you broke in like two years. You get a big lawsuit settlement and you broke in like two years. People who don't respect money and don't understand the hustle behind getting it have a very hard time of maintaining it when they do get it or if they get it. So it's like you want the lifestyle, but you're not willing to put in the work to get the lifestyle. You don't know how to keep it. We can say the dream is free, but the hustle is expensive, something like that. You got to get the hustle and you got to know how to do it. So. Whatever the e-learning situation is, stop whining about it. Help your kids. Tired? Help your kids. It doesn't matter. Help your kids. There's nothing more important right now than getting those kids through, especially with all the benefits and stuff that's coming out from government benefits that are helping families to maintain, to get through the pandemic. There's no reason why. And if you can go out Honestly, if you can go out and buy you the brand new shoes that just came out, you can buy a fucking computer. You can get a computer for less than $200. And you know you don't spend $200 on some bullshit. So you giving somebody a gift, give them a computer. Somebody need a computer, give them one. All of that is easy. So we have to be responsible for that. Now, don't forget my uh, podcast is available on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you download your favorite podcast, Joy Exposed is there. Um, thank you very much for that. Voting is 
the priority right now. You're getting text messages, phone calls, letters in the mail telling you to go vote. Vote. I don't care who telling you not to vote. I don't care who, even vote you withhold, just it might as well be a vote for the president, the current president, the current administration, who's almost a team of one. He's lost so many people in his cabinet, in his party. His support is almost a team of one, that the only ideas that matter and the only things he wants to do are the things that he talks that he talks about. There's no rhyme or reason to it, and there's nobody else talking him out of it or being there to support him in it. He's just making decisions by himself. So vote, that's the most important thing. Open uh, early voting starts October 19th. Voting by mail, you'll be getting your ballots probably about the same time, maybe a little earlier. Send your fucking ballots in. Send your ballots in, like early. You mail your ballots in. You know there's been some stronghold post placed on the post office to hold the mail up. This is literally a president trying to hijack the election. Like, yeah, walk them in. Absolutely, walk them in. This is a president trying to hijack the election. And it has been stated that if he does not leave the White House after the election, the uh, military will remove him from office. So I don't care whatever else is going on, sports not being played, whatever the fuck, the most important thing that we need to do is to vote. Like there's nothing else. I cannot wait to cast my vote. I cannot wait to say, I played my part in this. I played my part in this, right? And that's what we all have to do. Our children's future depends on this. And I just said a minute ago, we chose them to be here. We chose them. So if we chose them to be here and their future depends on us, then we need to fucking do what we need to do. And that is a vote. Get a new president in. Biden, uh, Harris is on the ticket. Get Trump out, get Biden, Harris in. That's okay. What Biden has four years in him. He might have eight, but I'm thinking after Biden, it's gonna be a shift in the age of who's running for president. There's now so much interest in politics from the young folks. I had a whole conversation with my 17 year old today about politics. There's been such a shift in what it means that we will see our candidates getting younger, which hallelujah, because hell, I'm 51. That means I'm gonna need somebody to protect social security. I need my social security when I get older. I need that. Like, I've worked since 1984. I need my social security. I don't need it gone because someone decided to get rid of employment tax. And that means the social security would disappear in what, two years, if that's the case. So these are all things that really affect us. These are things that are very important to us. And we have to make sure that we take a stand and we vote, so vote. We got some strong people coming up in politics. Had a conversation about it yesterday. Very excited about it, about them. Enjoying the cigar a lot. Thank you, Robert Brown, grown ash. Love it. So we got some great people coming up in politics. We need to support them. Some great black and brown people. Women killing the game, killing the game. I love it. And you know what? And the whining is stopped. The whining of people is stopping. 
and people are beginning to recognize how powerful they are, how significant their presence is in this time, let's do something. And here we are, let's do it. I was like, shit, I'd love to run for office, but I got too much dirt out there on me. <laughs> that would be the shortest political, they'll be like, she can't run. But it was a thought, you know? It was a thought, maybe, maybe something else, something local, right? Find a little local space I can grow in. But seriously, your vote is your most important thing to do for the rest of this year. Um, outside of just trying to stay, this damn COVID got us in a COVID stupor. We losing ourselves. Just damn, I can't even say nothing. We, I think what one of the only countries that's open for us is Croatia, right? So everybody going to fly into Croatia for vacation. <laughs> we can't travel anywhere. We got to leave behind the ball, baby. So I guess I'm going to get ready to wrap up. It's 10 o'clock. My birthday has been really kind of lazy, chilling, which I needed. We need it. Oh, oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? You're so fucking sweet. Was this in your bag when I undid it last night? I did, but I didn't even notice. Thank you. I will show y'all I got this little box. It looked like a ring box. <laughs> I got some pearl earrings. Oh, thank you, baby. Oh, I've been wanting some pearl earrings too. You knew that. Mm, he's so sweet. This is see, and this is exactly why anybody be in my little DMs be like, bye boy. Ooh, let me put my pearl earrings on. I'm so excited. I might not go to sleep. I'm gonna be sleeping like a little princess. Mm. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Oh, this cut on here. Oh, the um tag is stuck on there on the earring. Can we take maybe you might have to cut it off. Thank you, baby. Oh, So I got some pro earrings for my birthday. I've been wanting some. Y'all know I'm a I'm a classic. I'm a classic woman. Love them. Thank you, baby. Anyway, um, so my birthday has been awesome. A little lazy. We kind of hung out, cooked some burgers and hot dogs on the grill and had some wine and chilled and enjoyed the baby a little bit. You know, 15-year-old, she's doing her own thing and uh, we're doing ours. You got to cut it off. And we're doing ours. So um, it's been a great birthday. Just we're growing, right? You know, that's the, that's the main thing that I have to think about me and Faceless Love is that we just, every year, every week, we're just growing. We're growing as a, as people independent of each other, we're growing. And um, as a couple, we're growing and just trying to recognize the importance of the existence of, of existence of ourselves, right? So, you know, it's just, and now this is a big deal. So the baby's here hanging out with us. She's the youngest of the five of our five collective, not he has five, <laughs> the youngest of the five um, collective. And, you know, so 
and we got to take care of her. We got to make sure that she's okay. You know, we got to make sure that she understands that, you know, the love that we have for each other includes her and, that, you know, she's going to be taken care of. And I don't take the place of mom or I'm not trying to, I'm not competing. Like, these are all things that we have to make sure the babies understand so that we can love each other and be together. We got to make sure the kids are good. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed and it's my birthday. Cheers. Oh, and you guys know a naked picnic is really just sitting in the bed naked eating. I didn't even really have one today. I just was pretending. <laughs> I was pretending I was having a naked picnic, but I may have one tomorrow. So, you know, it'll come true. So anyway, happy birthday to me. Thank you guys for joining me on this Friday night. Next week, we're back on Wednesday. I think it's September the 2nd. So we'll be back with Joy Exposed on Wednesday nights at nine o'clock. And um, don't forget, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Good night.